This is the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless, a weekly podcast hosted by Chris Milson, a podcast to help break the stigma of mental health and to remind everyone that it is okay to be not okay, and to remind those that they are never alone. Please also note that Chris is not a psychologist or psychiatrist and is speaking from research and experiences. Trigger warning for those for the possible explicit content and language. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to another episode of the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless. Today, we're going to be doing an episode on music and mental health and, you know, just the overall impact that music has on us, you know, as human beings. Uh, Of course, as you all know, uh, music is very therapeutic for many. Uh, It helps us cope in many different ways. Today, I have two guests. I have my buddy George and my buddy Vince, and we're going to be talking about music, music, music. Guys, introduce yourselves. Uh, Vince, you can go first. Uh, my name is Vince. Uh, originally from Arizona, moved to Texas for 10 years. Now I'm out in Kansas. Uh, I pretty much listen to everything. So that's about it. Go ahead, George. I'm George. I'm 30. I live in New Jersey. Kind of bounce, <laughs> bounce back and forth <laughs> between Jersey and Florida. Uh, and I really do listen to everything. I, I can vouch for that. He does listen to everything. It's kind of kind of crazy. <laughs> okay. So um, as I'm sure all of you know, music can provide nearly all of us an escape. Uh, destination unknown, if you will. Some of us use it to cope with trauma. Some even interpret and absorb and uh, interpret and absorb the lyrics. And let's be honest, some of us even sing our hearts out no matter how hard, how, how terribly we sing. Um, George, can you tell us how music has impacted you? Uh, a lot, actually. Um, I feel like music is like a language that, every, if this makes sense, like it's like a ang- language that everybody follows, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know absolutely. Uh, I don't know. I feel like music can impact everything in your life from your mood to um, how you behave, to just like everything all around. Right. But I feel like music impacts me a lot. I really do. Cause I could, if a certain way you're feeling, just throw on a song and you could change your mood, go deeper into your mood or whatever. I feel like music is a big part of my life. Right. Vince, uh, same question for you. How was, uh, how has music have uh, had an impact on you? Man, I mean, I, I pretty much agree with everything he just said. Uh, for me, for the most part, it's very therapeutic. You know, there's certain genres and like if I'm feeling a certain type of way, there's certain genres that I'll throw on that'll help me either get through that emotion or they'll help me, you know, get pumped up for it, whether it's going to the gym or if I'm having a bad day and shit. Uh, sorry. Uh, oh, no, you're good. But yeah, I mean... Like you said, it's it's a language that everybody speaks, and every every lyric has a meaning to it. It's just about finding that meaning, really, for me. Isn't it amazing that you know now that we're older and we can interpret <clears throat> music and listen for the lyrics just to hear how you know one day they can make you you know it's like a really feel good feeling, right? And then the next song you put on just like punches you in the face because it's just so powerful you know um I, i've told my story a couple times to people you guys know this um since you guys are in the mental health group um with me but chester bennington the lead singer for lincoln park uh he was the reason i started anything in this mental health movement you know uh, his five-year anniversary just passed on the 20th and you know his impact on my life, I, I couldn't possibly describe just because everything that he said in his songs ranged anything from abuse to not feeling like you belong, uh, just feeling like you don't fit the mold. And, and I know I know both of you guys can probably uh, identify with at least some of his music because I feel like he always had a way of making everybody feel like they were included in one way or another. 
Um, mm-hmm. Is there any artist specific to, to either of you um, that you can just always listen to, like no matter the mood, like it's always something that you just have right there in your back pocket? Are you talking about like in general or do you mean like for like a certain type of mood type thing? In general, like 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 for me, like Linkin Park is is always like I can't ever skip anything that comes out of my Spotify. So like for for you guys, is there like one specific artist? Like it could be it can be two, it could be three. I, I'm just saying my in general. Very wild. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's Christina Aguilera, is it? I knew it. 100 it's Mariah Carey. I love her. <laughs> her Christmas album was amazing um yes (laughs) no um i think because i grew up and i was always around like my older cousins and all that stuff i always i don't care what i'm mood i'm in where i'm at if bone dugs and harmony comes on i'm listening to it that's fair across the board like it does not matter and then (laughs) there's a guy named blast who spells his name b-l-x-s-t he's like a like an r&b hip-hop guy same with him i could listen to his song because he has just a wide range of music so like those two are probably my go-to as always right how about for you vince oh man uh <laughs> just narrowing it down to just a couple of artists that that's hard just because like in my go-to every day it, it literally will range from freaking piano instrumentals to country to metal to rap like <laughs> and everybody will look at me and be like but uh no i think here lately like i've shared with you is uh from ashes to new just because their lyrics for me i can sit there and listen to and feel the story in it you know right and like and there's nf he's a the rapper nf he's got some pretty deep lyrics it's oh. just pretty much anything that i can feel in those lyrics that right. that i can vibe to yeah um when i met um from ashes to new back in april um they were doing the q a before they were taking pictures with everybody and <clears throat> i wrote them a letter um i was talking with my therapist i'm like you know this is really big for me because they kind of filled that void uh when chester took his life you know that their lyrics uh were inspired by how he did his music so when i when i met them uh i'm like you know i just wanted to thank you for carrying on uh his legacy because like you said like there's a story behind every single song that they put out and every newer song that they put out it gets heavier and heavier and i think if not Linkin Park, if not Rise Against, it's from Ashes to New every single time. Because like you said, their lyrics are so relatable and the story, just their story in general, like take the music completely aside, their story is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, have you guys met uh, a musician um, that I guess inspired you in, in some sort uh, in your life? Like, have you ever met a musician or just an artist in general, I guess? I haven't, no. Um, the artists I met are not that inspiring. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the artists I met were at, like, Wild Splash and stuff, so it's not really the artists that are, like, speaking to you, you know? Right. It was right. more like the feel-good stuff. Yeah. But other than that, not really. I haven't gone to too many uh i haven't gone to too many concerts like in general but not really too many like especially like them where you're able to meet them and stuff it's interesting that there there's there's a wide majority of people that just don't like the concert vibe and i was kind of kind of surprised at the amount of people that said i have no interest in ever attending a concert which is crazy to me especially if you're into music that much yeah but you know what the thing is, is i feel like a lot of people when it comes to music as much as like, like, I feel like we have like the same similarities, like as like listening to uh, lyrics and all stuff. A lot of people just like the radio hits and just like being able to be like, oh, all right, you know, I could put the radio on and hear the song 15 times in an hour. Right. And just like the vibe of it, you know? 
they don't care about yeah. the lyrics and all that stuff. But uh, as far as like me, like I know, you know, Leroy, um, Farnham, all them, like we have like a whole group chat where we'll be posting songs and we just it like and then Leroy and them have a podcast also where it's strictly about music and they break down like the lyrics and they break down like all this stuff. So they're big into music. Right. So like I follow them as well. But I feel like a lot of people when it comes to, like the concerts, I just I, I feel like people just go for the good time. Right. Which is great. And some people who don't like it, I just feel like that's crazy. Concert amazing. Vince, were you uh, saying something? No, no, I wasn't. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I, you know, to add to your point, George, um, I feel like those people who don't like going to concerts just kind of like the, like you said, like the vibe of just being alone and escaping into whatever story that artist is trying to tell. Like for me, when I go to concerts, yeah, it's, it's cool to go have people go with you, but I also feel like, if that person doesn't like the specific artist that you went there for, mm. it's kind of like, well, shit, why did you come then? Like, yeah, you're supporting your friend, but you know, yeah. they're not enjoying it nearly as much as you are. Yeah. And I feel like if I'm going to go to a concert with a friend, I want to make sure I'm like, yeah, this, these are the bands uh, that are going to be there. This is the headliner, blah, blah, blah. And I've been to concerts with people who, I ask how how what they thought about it. I'm like, yeah, it was okay. I'm like, what? Concert was amazing. <laughs> I've, girl, I've been crazy. To, I've been to like those little pop up concerts. Mm-hmm. Even it's like not local bands, and like, it's ha- just have a great time, bro. When you have like a genuine love for music, you could have a great time. I feel like in any in any environment of music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like I, I went to. You would never expect me to go to a Jimmy Buffett concert like three years ago. Christina and her dad to a Jimmy Buffett concert. I was like the youngest person there, and I had a blast. <laughs> Everyone's in Hawaiian shirts drinking beers, and I, I loved every second of it. That's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, you, you, it is what you make it. Yeah, right. Um, so, obviously, as you guys know, there are very uh, many different forms of therapy. Mm-hmm. And music therapy uh, being one of them. And I've experienced uh, a form of music therapy, uh, like spread out in my sessions when I lived in Jersey. And they use four different techniques. Uh, So there's lyric analysis, there's music playing, which is, you know, with instruments. Then there's uh, active music playing, which uh, they change the song based on your mood. And then there's songwriting. Out of these four mentioned, which do you feel like you would benefit from the most? Because I know some people might be more creative than others. Some people, like you said, George, would be able to break down lyrics and you're like, wow, this is what this person was explaining. Um, out of those four, what do you think would benefit you the most? Hang on. My daughter decided to run in here. <laughs> Go, mommy, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. My bad, guys. It's okay. Uh, Can you say the four again? Yeah, so it's uh, lyric analysis, music playing, which is instrument, um, active music playing, which is basically they change the songs based on your mood, and then they have songwriting. You answer first. I got to think about that. Go ahead. Uh, you can go first. Um, I think for me, it would be a toss between the active music listening and the lyrical breakdown, just because for me, like if I, like when I share music with you and stuff, that those lyrics that are in that music in that moment is how I feel in that moment, you know? So I think that those two would be the most beneficial just because my and it'll change like i'll be listening to that one minute but the next minute it'll be more upbeat you know right like i I wonder if i wonder if whenever they do that therapy with people if they do those two hand in hand because when i when i researched it you know essentially it kind of sounds like it would be the same um you know because it changes based on your mood so wouldn't you be listening for the lyrics too you know what i mean yeah um, george did you uh did you come to a yeah i think uh the lyrics yeah i just think that like listen uh, listening to people's words and songs completely changes my vibe right 
know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know if I want to listen to, if I want to, if I'm in a great mood and I throw something on at work when I'm in the truck, I'm not going to go to like someone that's talking about, you know, something depressing or anything like that. (laughs) But then like the next song could be shuffle on, on the thing. And then it could be talking about something else. And like, I'll just have it on and then it would completely change your mood. So I would think lyrics is probably like number one for me. Yeah. I I would probably say the, the lyric analysis and then the active music playing. See, I I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with the active music playing part and only because if I'm sad, I will try to go the opposite direction. You know what I mean? Like if I want to listen to something sad, I'll put it on, you know, just to kind of process those lyrics. Mm. Um, But like, if I'm in a, you know, upset mood where I just, you know, don't want to be around anybody, I'm not going to want to listen to sad music. You know, I would want to hear about, you know, something inspiring in a song or or something. And that kind of brings me to a song um, that was made by Logic. Um, George, I'm pretty sure you know this one. You might know it as well, uh, Vince. Um, It's the Suicide Hotline song. Yeah. And basically it's uh, a song of him and his therapist basically saying that he wants to die. And, you know, he, you know, just pretty much fed up with life and everything. And his therapist talking him through it, saying, you know, uh, everything's going to be okay. And, you know, what's day without a little night, right? And I feel that would be the kind of song that I would want to listen to if I'm depressed. Because you hear of a, yeah, this is how I'm feeling right now. This is where I want to be in that inspiring part of the song. So I feel like if you're a therapist and you're doing music therapy, I feel, yeah, it's it's good to match the mood that the person's in, but I also feel like, you know, you should try and, like, get them on the opposite of what they're feeling. Like, instead of anger, let's switch it up to being calm. Let's put on something calm, not not let's put on Slayer. And <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Is it weird that I actually sometimes find myself, like, song by song, gradually getting myself out of the mood? No, I do that, too. Like when I'm upset, I'm like I'm thinking about a certain thing. Yeah, like you said, I'll find myself going to like a certain type of music, Mm -hmm. but I can't like when I'm in that like mode, I can't just go from like say like sad music right to like happy music. Yeah, so like gradually get yourself there. I'm saying like there's got to be like a little bit of a playlist in the middle, right? And then like you hit that point where like you're like all right, you know what? And then like you're you're good, right? Like I feel that. For me, whenever I'm listening to Spotify, usually I'll just scroll to a song I want to listen to right away. And after I'll listen to, you know, say, for instance, I'm going to listen to uh, Falling in Reverse. Then I'll put on From Ashes to New and then I'll put on this then I'll put on that. And uh, like you said, like kind of like the gradual mood. Sometimes I can just listen to whatever the hell my Spotify shuffles it on. But then there's days where. I want to listen to one specific song first and then gradually get myself in a better mood. Mm-hmm. And I got like 20 hours worth of music on my Spotify. So it's just like, I don't know what I want to listen to. Yes, I do. We're going here, here, and here. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, when I did therapy in Jersey, um, I was introduced to country music. I love country. I have never in my life won out of my way to listen to country music. Um, just cause it's not really, the, the pace isn't right for me. Right. Right. And she put on that song chicken fried. Oh, is that and, about? and yeah. everybody, everybody in the world knows that song. Yeah. And when the, the, the line that came up, there's no dollar sign and a peace of mind. My mind was blown. I'm like, this is what I'm missing out on. I thought it was all about tractors and I lost my dog and girl and I'm going fishing <laughs> and I got a pickup truck. <laughs> I love country. Um, and um, it's, it's gradually got me listening to like Glenn Campbell and uh, Jesus. Lee, I th- what is it? Is it Lee Bryce? Uh, Vince? You got to get you on some George Strait. Yeah, yeah no, I can't do George Strait. <laughs> That's the king of country. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. It's just, it's just like that, <laughs> that too much of a hee-haw for me. I am flabbergasted, bro. All my exes <laughs> living in Texas is a hit. What are you talking about? That is like a cult classic. 
I'll listen to Ring of Fire before I ever listen to George Strait. I'll put it that way. Listen, I'll put my overalls on right now and I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> Can't do it, man. I'm sorry. Um, so we, we talked about um, the different benefits of music. Uh, George, you mentioned mood. Uh, Vince, you mentioned it helps you, you know, decompress and uh, helps you in the gym. And I wrote down a couple things that some of them kind of go hand in hand with each other. Um, but, you know, there's cognitive performance, which, you know, it's, it's our focus. You know, uh, if we're trying to get a task done, like I know some people when they mow the lawn, they have to have music going because, you know, it just helps them get it done and not get distracted by anything else. Or you're trying to write a paper or whatever you're trying to do, because Vince, I know you're in school, right? You're doing stuff for school. No, that was just uh, work classes. Oh, okay. It was work classes. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming, uh, do you listen to music when you do stuff like that? Like, does it help you focus on that or do you have to have like silence? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, for me, if I'm typing anything up, I have to have music or else I will literally go insane or I'll just sidetrack. Um, yeah. And then of course, uh, reducing stress, which we talked about. So this one, that I wrote down was kind of interesting and I kind of want to get your thoughts uh, on it guys is um, music helps you eat less. Now I'm just, I'm trying to like process that in what they mean by music makes you eat less. And then it kind of like put the gym and, and all that kind of all under one umbrella. So I'm just wondering for you, like <laughs> when you listen to music, do you eat less? No, no. <laughs> I, I'm I'm genuinely so confused. I can't say I don't know how that's think about barbecues and cookouts and all that stuff. Like you have music going, right? Um, we yeah. always have music going in the house. Like we were cleaning earlier, and we had the the Sonos speaker blast right. music around the house. Like <laughs> I've eaten 17 bags of chips since I've been sitting here. So. <laughs> Yeah, the, the eating less thing kind of confused me. Um, and then there was uh, improving your memory, which I think I actually agree to that a lot. I can remember lyrics probably better than I can remember a phone number. You know what's funny that you say that? I got in trouble in school in Mitchell for that. <laughs> I swear, because like I would always like hum songs or sing songs, and she'd be like, how do you remember these lyrics? We can't remember the fucking math problem. And I'm like... <laughs> interested in this i'm not interested in what why, why, why <laughs> oh x plus y yeah sorry I, I got i got diddy on or whatever yeah jesus uh i think that's a huge i think that's actually probably one of the biggest benefits of i, I guess you would call it a benefit of music right i absolutely think it would be a benefit because if you think about it you know we, possibly thousands of songs yeah i've saved in your head right now bro and you know with those with those lyrics you know uh, experiencing trauma, experiencing depression. Uh, they use music for people that have schizophrenia. Yeah. And, you know, when you remember those lyrics, it's just like, wow, this person told me I can get through this, you know, and then you start remembering that and you start remembering whatever lessons throughout, uh, throughout your life, um, what uh, a certain song, you know, told you. Or yeah. explain to you, I guess, is the right way to put that. So I guess for me, like you said, George, like over hundreds and thousands of, of songs that have gone on through my life. Like I, I still remember like every line to the song All Star by Smash Mouth. And that song came out like 30 yeah. years ago. Exactly. And we know songs from before we were born. <laughs> exactly. Like, like for you, George Strait. You know, George, I feel like George wakes <laughs> like up George and just. Strait. He was popular. Like how long ago okay and i still know half his songs i feel like george wakes up in the morning and sings sweet caroline i, 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 oh, I like... sing it's raining men <laughs> every morning yes. i knew it when i'm brushing my teeth it's my get up thing and that's it <laughs> and never gonna give you up by rick ashley oh yes <laughs> best emo ever <laughs> i need to get in contact with him so he could be my intro music for my streams <laughs> Get copyright. Get the rights for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one I wrote down was pain management. Um, I can kind of see that for like if you're in physical therapy and you're not like focused on what pain you're going through, do that. Mm -hmm. um, 
I feel like I if you have that, headphones. I would use that more towards like motivation though, wouldn't you? They have like the pain management thing. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, a lot of these kind of go like hand in hand with each other, yeah. you know. Um, and another one I wrote down was sleeping better. I can attest to that because I have to have noise to go to sleep. Like background noise puts me to sleep. I cannot go to sleep in silence. I just can't do it. You got to have like a TV on type thing or like music? Um, I do a little bit of both. Sometimes I do the um, like instrumental stuff. Sometimes I'll just put on the sound of like rain and thunder on my mm. Spotify and that, that'll help me sleep. So I definitely think when you listen to music while you're trying to sleep, it helps. But obviously I'm not going to put on something like Super Screamo. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> And have DMX like party up in here going. In. <laughs> Imagine just waking up and be like, open it here. It's like two o'clock in the morning. No, you know, it's actually funny. My daughter, um, when she like is anxious and doesn't want to go to sleep, they turn like all the Disney musicals, like Moana, um, uh, like Frozen, all that. They turned a, a lot of their songs into sleep music. So it's like very soft music now and like, like very soft voices and all that. We have a whole playlist on our phones for her to go to sleep and i 90 percent of the time i go to sleep to like moana it's amazing <laughs> um okay so was there ever uh, a time in your life that you needed music more than anything else um george i'll start with you um i feel like yeah i feel like i i wouldn't say one time like i feel like i need music a lot yeah you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I genuinely feel like I need music a lot. Like, if I, even for, like, the littlest things, bro, like, I always have, like, an AirPod in when I'm walking in the Wawa. I always have music on. I have the Bluetooth in the truck. I always have music on. Usually when I'm sitting at home, we have music playing in some type of way. Right. But I feel like if, like, I really needed it is, yeah, for, like, certain situations, like, um, you know, my grandma, she passed away hold on now, 30 so she passed away probably like 14 12 14 years ago something like that like when i think about her i'll put like songs on that she liked you know what i'm saying so like in, in situations like that i feel like you need music to kind of be in that zone if right. that makes sense yeah uh, but, how about for you vince uh i mean i'm pretty much feel the same way because if, if if i'm doing something i got music on whether it's working on some network or doing stuff around the house or whatever uh Man, when my dad died, pretty much music a lot. Not when I was at school, but definitely when I was at the house and around people. I just had that escape, you know? Yeah, yeah. I not want to deal with anything, so that's about it. Because, I mean, for me, if I'm at work, I got a headphone in, like, 24-7 there, so... Right. When I leave, it's I got it playing, and when I get home, yeah, yeah. For the most part, I don't have it. But yeah, I mean, for me, I I went to three different high schools in like tenth grade, and I couldn't really make friends because we I couldn't stay in a school because we moved around so much. And for me, music was there to essentially reach its hand out, and you know make sure that I can uh, teach my way to cope, teach my, teach me a way to, to get through whatever I was going through at the time. And <clears throat> I feel like you guys said, music is almost always involved in my life one way or another. Um, so I definitely feel like it's something that I can't go without. Um, you know, if I, if I had a choice, between getting rid of everything or getting rid of music, I'd, I'd get rid of everything else and keep music just because it, it got me through so much in my life, whether that was loss or whether that was whatever crap I was going through um, in my life. Um, just got to hit a quick pause um, really quick. And we are back. Uh, just a recap for those of you who were tuning in. We were talking about the benefits of music, and we left off uh, explaining 
uh, basically when there was a time in our life that um, that music was there. You know, uh, I was kind of saying that, um, you know, me moving around so much and being in uh, so many schools, it was really hard for me to make friends and and everything else. So, you know, music was there to essentially um, take my hand and teach me how to cope with all the things that I was going through. You know, uh, obviously us growing up as 90s kids, therapy wasn't something that was, you know, encouraged. You know, therapy was like, if you see a therapist, you're crazy. You know, mm-hmm. if, uh, if you're taking antidepressants, uh, oh my God, stay away from me. You know, we were, you know, society still kind of throws us in that box. Um, you know, I feel like uh, we've gotten a lot better um, than we have when we were growing up. Obviously, uh, we still have a lot of work to do in terms of just trying to make a difference. But, you know, like I said, music for me, it helped me the two times that I nearly took my life. You know, uh, first time was in school. It was in high school in front of people. And I was very much alone. Uh, uh, that, at least that's how I felt. You know, I didn't have anybody telling me otherwise. And I had, I had people like Hoobastank and Limbiscuit, uh, Lincoln Park, you know, just so many different artists were there, you know, obviously them not knowing they were directly there, but they were there for me as a kid, you know, just showing me that I wasn't alone and that they were going through uh, what I was going through at some point in their life. So, um, you know, that's just a little bit of how I've needed music uh, to get me through what I've gotten through. Um, kind of backtracking to the um, the eating portion of uh, the benefits to music. Uh, can you read that for me again, uh, Vince, of the benefits of eating less? Yeah, it says that scientists say that soft lighting and relaxed music will help you chill out and take your time eating so when you eat slowly you feel full faster leading you to consume less overall i should probably dim my lights <laughs> I've been don't worry george you got 10 more bags <laughs> <laughs> i just found this behind my monitor and i'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i mean hey you got to do what you got to do to yeah. self-care, I guess. <laughs> Indulge in my sour bite crawlers. Yes, I am. Um, so I have a question that I was kind of thinking about last night, uh, just trying to figure out how I could possibly word it right uh, without it sounding wrong. Just, just let think, it go. Do you think music can have a negative impact on somebody? And, uh-huh. and by that, I mean... Uh, you go back and you listen to old Eminem, right? And you listen to the things that he said about family members, or uh, you listen to whatever metal artist or rock artist that talked about really messed up things. Obviously, us in this in this Zoom call know the difference between an artist just putting out music and then somebody actually using that music as a uh, as a scapegoat to why they were doing that. And obviously, I don't know if you guys remember um, or not, but they tried blaming Marilyn Manson for, I think it was a shooting when we were in middle school. And they basically tried to blame it on Marilyn Manson's music. So I guess, do you think music can have a, a negative impact on somebody? 100%. I, I do. And I also think it depends on the mood that that person's in right so like i was not allowed to listen to metal and shit when i was in high school and i wasn't allowed to dress because i i more so fell into the emo subculture right because that's the people i hung out with and that's who i felt most comfortable with but i wasn't allowed to listen to the same shit or dress that way because they felt i was and i didn't find this out till recently but they felt that it would change the way i am and turn me into somebody else interesting so i definitely think my parents had that that point of view on how music can be but i also think it's ultimately going to be 
the way that person is and the mood that they're in. So basically it just comes down to the individual. It's not necessarily the music that inspires somebody to go out of their mind. Because you know, I, you, I'll go listen to Limp Biscuit break stuff. It don't mean I'm not going to go punch some motherfucker in the face. Right. Right. Just me too. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a mixture of both, to be honest. Yeah. I think it has to do more so with the individual. Mm-hmm. But I think if you listen to enough music, I'm not saying us, you know, I'm yeah. saying it, but like you can get someone who's not, I don't want to say this and make it like sound come off. You said someone who's not fully there. Yeah. And you start, you know, and they start doing it. I mean, <clears throat> I listen to mostly hip hop and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, it could be very violent. And, I feel like a lot of the, it's like glor, glorified. In right. Music. You know what I'm saying? So like the the jail, the shootings, the this, the brutality, all this stuff, I feel like in that music it's glorified. Right. And I feel like a lot of that like environment, that culture is based off music. You know, it's interesting that you bring up the glorified thing because that's, that's one of the reasons I brought up this question was because if you listen to guys like Juice World or you listen to any of any of the uh, not not all of them are mumble rappers they have songs where they mumble or whatever but a good portion of those guys or girls kind of glorify drug use you know oh, yeah. uh, Xanax is is a really big thing in Look our age group Lil Zane yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. birthday cake was like a freaking Xanax pill. Right. And I, I feel that, you know, our generation of hip-hop artists kind of glorified drug dealing. Yeah. And this yeah. generation is, I don't want to say encouraging drug use, but glorifying it. You know, uh, whether it's lean, whether it's Xanax, whether it's heroin, for God's sake, you know, whatever the hell it is, there's glorification in some form of another in probably every form of music mm-hmm. look at cardi b look at Nicki minaj talking about some of the things that they do in their in their music you know they, they talk about uh how great it is to sell their bodies to to people you know how great it is to rob people you know whatever it is and it, it's like you said it's a little bit of both but I feel that these artists just uh, have surpassed that boundary of trying to inspire people versus trying to uh, deter people from that lifestyle. Now it's just kind of like, that's the normality is drug use. That, that's the normality is, you know, if you're a F up in life, then, uh, you know, drug use is the way to go or whatever it is. So going back to listening to like, Eminem, listen to the song Kim or Under the Influence, whatever it is. Frame, insane. It's vicious. And I couldn't imagine his music back then being around in today's generation because, you know, we have TikTok, we have Twitter, whatever it is. Everybody is so uh, connected to each other. And with all these artists posting or rapping, whatever they do about what they do, it makes things uh, it makes things uh, really difficult to determine the difference between uh, reality and you know how to act like a normal human being. Yeah, if, I, I feel like for the majority, obviously the majority can defer like reality from music. Yeah. So like I'm not going to sit here and listen to, like a Gucci Man song about going to buy bricks. I'm not going to go and buy like four kilos of coke <laughs> right you know what i'm saying like i could i could listen to music and just and tap that out i'm saying i could listen to cardi b and just tap it out and just be like all right it's just the music right but then and it's and not i feel like it's mostly in hip-hop yeah that i guess like stereotype of well, i don't want to say yeah stereotype of like what we we're just talking about but it's also the 80s rock yeah i was gonna say the 80s so rock much. was really bad not so much in the music but mm-hmm. the lifestyle that was right. glorified of the going out, the having sex, the doing drugs, the, you know what I'm saying? Like the lifestyle of being a rock star back in the day. Yeah. And I feel like every genre genre has that 
like thing about them that they're more. I mean, like, look at country, country. There's a lot of like mentioning of drinking in oh, country yeah. music. And you know, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna judge you for having a beer, you know, here and there. But again, it's glorifying that lifestyle of drug use, alcohol use, whatever it is. And I feel like now that everybody has that label, uh, a, a label thrown on them, like this person's bipolar, this person's depressed, you know, whatever, there is a pill for everything. And I, I feel like a lot of these artists encourage those pills to be used. Did you, uh, did you just say something, Vince? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I feel it's, it's a topic that a lot of people don't really bring up and I feel more should because there, you know, my, my last podcast was about addiction and there's a lot of stigma around addiction, but that, that stigma is not being helped by music. It's probably making it worse if we're being honest, like that glorifying of the drug use is not helping those, uh, uh, those addicts, you know, mm-hmm. be like, Oh, well, maybe I should quit. And then you hear a song on the radio and it's talking about how, how many, how many bars is annex that this person can put up their nose. You know, it's, it's crazy. Like you were saying before about like how Eminem's music wouldn't be like tolerated now. Yeah. This is really not an artist out now. That's like him in like the late nineties, early two thousands. God no. If you think music, but you gotta think about it too. It also carries over as to like movies. Because think about some of the movies that play from the nineties. Yeah. They have advisories now at the beginning. Like this movie, I, I swear to God, like two weeks ago, me and, or a couple weeks ago, me and Christina were sitting down watching a movie. Yeah, and it was like this movie was made in a different era when when like people thought a certain way. So don't take it like to heart. And it was like a comedy from like night. I don't remember what movie it was. But it was on like live TV, and that's how we have become. Yeah, this country has become, this generation has become is like we you need now to put a disclaimer up, like don't take this offensive. This was made before you were born. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, look at the <laughs> old cartoons, man. I mean, Pinocchio was was heavy with the alcohol and uh, you know all that use. You know, we Imagine Johnny Bravo right now. <laughs> God. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> we could not do Johnny Bravo. Absolutely not. No. I was watching a, uh, I was going on HBO just looking through old Cartoon Network shows and I put on an episode of the, the old Powerpuff Girls and mm-hmm. listening to some of the dialogue in uh-huh. that show is just like, man, if this came out in 2022 with how they worded this, oh it get no. canceled. You know what we were actually laughing at? is how South Park survived all this. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, they've kept that, like, TVMA rating probably the entire time they've been around. Yeah, but, like, you you never hear, like, a a cancel of South Park. I think it's because they make fun of cancel culture. Oh, yeah, or, like, a protest of South Park. (laughs) Not only that, like, their following is like a cult. You are not breaking the South Park. (laughs) (laughs) It's not happening. And they go after everybody. That's what makes it really funny. I think that's why it's allowed, though. It's like it's like comedy. Yeah. It's like comedian, stand-up comedy. As long as you go after everybody, it's okay. Well, unless you're Dave Chappelle, then everybody tries to cancel yeah, you. Well. <laughs> that man is uncancelable. Yeah, look at it for what it is, it's okay. But once you start right. trying to dig in, then it's whatever. Um, so there are so many uh, influential artists out there in terms of music. Um, who is the uh, trying to think of how I should wear this? What artist was one of the first ones that got you into listening to music? Obviously, we're like 30 something years old, so I know that's a hard question, but like when you were a kid, like who's who was the first person that got you like immediately hooked into music? Bone Dogs and Harmony. That's a very easy question. Who is it? Bone Dogs and Harmony. Oh, okay. Vince, I know it's Not, a hard question. Uh, Kiss. Okay. I think the first artist that I can remember that got me into music was probably the Eagles. Very, very different from what I listen to now. 
but I could always go back to an Eagle song and listen to them and always enjoy how different their music is from somebody like Disturbed because what a what a range. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so just just so we're shooting the shit here about music. Um, do you like when artists cover other artists? I know that's kind of a strange question, but I do know there are a lot of people who don't like when other when artists cover other artists. It really depends. That's that's such like a oh man, my answer for this is gonna be so like all over the place. I like the samples. Yeah. Of like music. I feel yeah, and like, I feel like I feel like that's fine. I feel like when you try to like cover a rapper a hip hop song and try to make it your own, I hate it. Yeah, like like there's a, a hip hop artist or like an R and B artist named Jacquees. He yeah. basically became famous doing covers. Right. But then he started making his own songs and all that. So like now, like he's good. And but he made like songs like his own. So like I I don't know, I'm like 50-50 on that. It depends. Like, if it's a song that I really, really like, like, don't touch it. Just don't. Exactly. Yeah, I, I feel the same exact way. Um, so for me, uh, again, like you said, it depends. There is a specific artist that I refuse to like hear out anybody cover uh, mm-hmm. until recently was Lincoln Park. I feel when anybody tries to cover Lincoln Park and either A tries to make it their own or B just completely butchers the damn song. Um, I don't know if you know who Bad Wolves is. So they covered yep. a Linkin Park song. Uh, this is with the original uh, lead singer, Vince. And, yes. And it was the worst song I have ever heard in my entire life because he completely slowed it down and it sounded like, to put it bluntly, it sounded like dog shit. Um, same question for you Vince <clears throat> I, I'm torn on it too because like there, there's songs that don't need to be covered agreed I, like Chester's songs those he had the vocal range to make those songs the way they are <clears throat> and nobody's going to be able to hit it like that's just what it is yeah uh I haven't heard that song that he did, that Tommy Vex did from Bad Wolves. Uh, I'll, I'll save you. I'll save you the five minutes. Don't do it. Don't do okay. it. Uh, but that that also falls in line, and I'm gonna catch a lot of a lot of shit for this. But I like MGK. Oh, his older shit. Yes, his older stuff. I'll agree is decent, not, but not, I can't do newer stuff. Not anything in the past three years. Eight years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and he tried to do a cover of a Lincoln Park song and brutally murdered it. It was so bad. Like, and then his cover of of uh, Misery Business. Like, no, it it wasn't good. Uh, I kind of reminded me of this. Uh, I don't know the female artist's name, but somebody tried covering a Led Zeppelin song. I don't have a problem with hearing somebody cover Led Zeppelin because I think Led Zeppelin is phenomenal. Right. This girl sounded so bad. I, uh, this is when I was working at Publix. I screamed every time I came on. I'm like, all right, this radio needs to go off. (laughs) I got written up for it one time because I'm like, I can't listen to this song. It's garbage. And they eventually took it off their playlist. Um. From Ashes to New has done uh, two Linkin Park covers. Yeah. Matt did uh, the Given Up Scream on one of his clips, and it sounded really – or not Matt, I'm sorry. Uh, Danny um, did the Given Up part, uh, the 25-second scream, and it sounded really good. Um, and then they covered Faint, and they covered uh, – Breaking the Habit, I think. Both very good. Highly recommend those covers. But, yeah, I, I think what you guys said, it really depends because I've heard some really bad covers. 
Yeah. I feel like we can go to karaoke night and hear covers of like 90% of songs. <laughs> that like, doesn't count. There's some songs that are just meant to be covered. <laughs> right. Like, considered like, who sings that song again? Oh, yeah. Leave it to them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I always mess around and tell my, my buddy Mikey that. I'm like, oh, what song are you singing? And he'll tell me the name. I'm like, yeah, leave it to them. Good. <laughs> Savage. Um, so give me your fo- top five favorite artists. Doesn't have to be a specific genre. Can be any genre of Vince. I'll start with you. Are we talking about all time or are we talking about just, like, just like in now? general? Like it, it could be whatever era. Uh, okay. Well, so like my number one is going to be Kiss. That'll be my number one until I die. Always loved their music. Uh, was that because of family? No. Uh, I mean, yeah, kind of. My dad listened to them a lot, and that was really like my first concert growing up back in Tucson. So once I saw them live, it was over. Uh, my next one this is going to be Falling in Reverse. Kevin Gates. Oh, wow. Was not expecting that one. Me neither. Um, then Upchurch and uh, From Ashes to New on that. Okay. George, top five artists. All right, there's no specific order. No specific order. Okay. Bone Dogs and Harmony. Okay. Um, Blast, August Alcina, um, this is such a hard question. <laughs> um, people are gonna laugh at me when I say this, but it's because like I just genuinely love the vibe of his music. Is Nelly? Okay and dig that um anthony hamilton okay top five artists for me and and in specific order um lincoln park um rise against from ashes to new oh man i gotta think about four and five um I would probably go number four, Limp Biscuit, just because I just love their music. He's such a he's such a goofy ass dude, and I just I love everything about their music. Um, number five, just to kind of switch the genre, and because I I just love his music, I gotta go with the Weekend. The Weekend's pretty oh, damn dope. God. Oh yeah. Listen, I just had this <laughs> debate with everybody, and I was like. I like his music, but I, yeah. I think he's overrated. I mean, that's that's fair. Um, I think he's one of the most overplayed artists. Uh, I wouldn't put him on my like all time, but like right now, those are my five. Oh yeah, because his music. It, yeah, he's good. I don't get me wrong. He's good. I just don't. I agree with you. I, I think he's very. Uh, I think the radio kills a lot of really good artists. Yeah. Um. If I had to say, if I had to replace the weekend, I'd probably put Falling in Reverse, um, just because his music is unmatched right now. I think uh, Rodney Racky is incredible, terrible human being, <laughs> but great music. Um, George, I want to read uh, a line for you on one of his songs that he just recently released, and it's called uh, "Voices in My Head." Um, oh, didn't you send me that video? Yes. Okay. Um, so this line reads, the voices in my head keep telling me I'm not okay. It feels like a hurricane in my brain. Dark clouds, hard times, bad weather. Please don't make this last forever. The voices in my head keep telling me I'm going to die. I don't want to talk about the drama. I'm traumatized. That last line is just it embodies everything about him as an artist because it's so clever. Just like basically just talking about the song. Uh, I mean, just talking about 
you know, a literal voices in your head. Like you all have bad thoughts. You have good thoughts. And uh, it's phenomenal. Vince, you, you can, you can relate to how, how incredible Rodney is just Jesus, man. So yeah, good. Open with that song. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I don't think you would open with it. There's no way. Um, what do you like better? Do you like popular monster or do you like voices in my head better? Bro. <laughs> oh, is that, that one's a hard one to choose. Cause like the, all the lyrics in both of those songs are just so well written and yeah. so just down to earth and they, they make you feel like you feel that you, if, if that is a song that you're going to, that is something you're going through in your mind and you feel that. I can't pick between the two because they're both just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, George, so for Popular Monster, I want to read this line to you because it's probably my favorite line uh, out of the entire song. Um, so it's, uh, I think I'm going nowhere like a, wrapped, uh, a rat trapped in a maze. Every wall that I knock down is just a wall that I replace. I'm going to race against myself. I try to keep a steady, steady pace. How the fuck will I escape if I never close my case? Bruh. (laughs) (laughs) When I heard that line, I shit you not when I had to replay that song at least 10 times within an hour, because I was just like, it took me so back. This is, this song came out, what, like the beginning of the pandemic, Vince? Something like that? Yeah. And just, you know, everything that went on in the pandemic, you know, losing Amy. And then, uh, of course, uh, Santi was towards the end of the pandemic and everything. You know, there's, uh, again, going back to when music was there. uh, There's a lot of songs that makes me think of Santi, George. And I don't know if you have a specific song that you listen to because of him. But this is one of the songs that was put out in that era of music that really impacted me and just put things into perspective of what people were going through in in the pandemic, what we were struggling with, Mm. you know? Um, So before we go and end today's session, I just want to say thank you guys so much for doing this. Um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast as much as I did. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I read a quote at the end of every podcast and, uh, I wanted to read it to you. Took me a little bit, a little bit of searching cause I was trying to avoid reading a song, um, for the end of this podcast. And I found one from a Henry David. Th- oh my God. I'm going to butcher his last name. Thoreau, I think is how you say his last name. Oh, that's my homie. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I hear music, I fear no danger. I am invulnerable. I see no foe and I am related to the earliest times and to the latest. That's very dope. Yeah. The, the, I am invulnerable and I see no foe part kind of brought me back to your comment at the beginning of the podcast, George, with, um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a language that everybody could speak mm-hmm. that when you're listening to music with a group of people, it doesn't matter who it is. You all can relate to that song in one form or another you may not like how it sounds you know like rock music i know a lot of a lot of people that i hang out with like uh like caleb um doesn't really care for rock music as much as i do but when there's a song that comes on and you can relate to lyrics like holy shit that line stood out to me and that line uh kind of planted in the back of your brain Mm -hmm. um that quote i thought was very powerful to me and i wanted to share it with you guys and hope it hope it could stick with you a little bit and uh like i said thank you guys again so much for doing this podcast with me um i think this is one of my favorite podcasts that i've done um george i know uh, i talked to christina about the podcast with her and her daughter um i will get with you soon on that um vince same with you i know you and i have a a solo session here soon for a podcast. Um, But let me know your guys' schedule. We'll we'll figure everything out moving forward. Thank you guys again. Um, To all my listeners, 
thank you again for tuning in. Sorry for the little intermission that we had to do. Um, but make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the social medias. I am on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Please be well and be gentle with yourselves, warriors. Thank you for listening.